According to Lincoln Riley, USC needs to embrace their role of playing the villain. Okay. Which villain should USC be? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you're downloading our podcast, you are, we are free. I appreciate your support so much. Show your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, it means a lot. Become a subscriber. Hit that thumbs up button and do not miss one episode Monday through Friday. Hit that bell notification and you are covered. This episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Now, finally, the Trojans, they're actually going to hit the road, and they're going to be in Tempe, Arizona, the Saturday night, playing the Sun Devils. It's another 7.30 p.m. kickoff. Yay. Uh, we're going to get into those kickoff times in the third segment if you're looking at the rundown there. But in this first segment, uh, look, this is a game that no one in Arizona State colors will care about once the first quarter comes to an end and USC is leading 21 to nothing. Whatever crowd they're anticipating, that stadium is going to empty out quickly. Um, and it's because USC is going to be dominating this game. And they're going to be dominating it like a, like a, like a villain dominating their victim in the in the movie you you never want to disrespect your opponent right you know unless their name is ucla or oregon but this asu team the sun devil team uh the condition they're in they're playing their fourth string quarterback and he's probably going to be starting behind an offensive line that Look, I don't know how long a lot, some of you USC fans have been around, but this will remind you of some of USC's really bad, terrible offensive lines. I think back to Carson Palmer literally going hut, hut, hike, and the second he had the ball running for his life. That's kind of the offensive line that Arizona State's putting on the field right now. And I'm not sure what uh, ASU can do to, to slow down USC's offense. Or, you know, I'm not even going to take it this far. What they can do to score on USC's defense. Remember, they were shut out at home by Fresno State this past weekend. But I have to imagine keeping the clock running as much as possible is probably part of uh, Penny Dillingham, their new head coaches, their game plan. I would hope so. Just keep that clock rolling. Everyone's going to appreciate it. So how much respect should the Trojans show the Sun Devils? And by respect, I mean not showing any mercy. Treating them like they were the number two team in the country. I mean, look, if I were the Sun Devils, <laughs> I would be hoping this was another 2020 COVID year and asking for a forfeit. Can we uh, can we just say we don't have enough players healthy enough to play? I don't. That's not going to happen, nor should it. So since a forfeit is out of the question, when should Lincoln Riley take his foot off the gas? 
How long do you leave Caleb Williams and your starters on offense in the game? Uh, so they, I guess they kind of get a good feel for playing on the road and what I would anticipate being a much more hostile environment when they get to Boulder, Colorado a week later. You know, obviously you don't want to run the risk of injury, leaving the guys in too long. So as long as you're beating the Sun Devils the way you should, uh, you're never going to play a perfect game, right? We got close to it in that first half against Stanford. So for this game, the goal, simple. Get to as perfect as possible. On offense, score touchdowns on every drive. On defense, keep ASU off the scoreboard or hold them to field goals, right? Play penalty free. That's what's going to make this a good game for USC. Obviously the win too. And then once you have this game in hand, then go full villain mode. Literally. This is where you remind everybody why you like to hate on USC. How many of you, well, I hope most of my viewers and listeners saw the movie Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I want Lincoln Riley to go full on Mola Ram. You know the guy? You know, you know who I'm talking about. When he reaches in the guy's chest, rips out his heart, kind of stares at it, laughs, tosses it on the ground. Yeah. I don't know if I want Lincoln Riley to play voodoo with the Sun Devils, but I do love uh, Riley's idea of embracing the role of being the villain. He was on the uh, Trojans Live radio show Monday night, and he said, you know, USC needs to embrace that role of playing the villain. So who should USC be in that villain role? I have a couple of suggestions. I want to get, give me your feedback in the comments. You tell me who is the perfect villain for USC. First person that popped into my mind, Darth Vader. Um, I just loved how he was able to kind of manipulate whatever was around him using the, using the whole Jedi mind thing, you know, flick of a wrist, get out of my way. Yeah. That's USC. And what's great about the, the the role of Darth Vader, in the end, he turned back into a to a good guy after he, you know, kind of disrupted the entire empire and caused a whole bunch of chaos. USC did that with the Pac-12. So I, I think Darth Vader is probably the right person to play the role of USC. A friend of mine, I asked a friend, I, who would you pick? And he's like, man, you're giving me homework to do? I wasn't prepared. So... A few minutes later, he came back with Deathstroke. Now, um, I guess he's like a more serious version of Deadpool. I'm not a comic book guy, although I do love watching the movies and I love Deadpool's humor. So I don't know who Deathstroke is, but he said that Deathstroke used to kick Batman's little buddy Robin's butt all the time. So I, I'd be cool with that. I wasn't a big fan of Robin. Um, who are some of the, you know, so who are some of the villains you, you used to root for, or maybe you didn't really root for, but you kind of got up, you had fun with them. I'm thinking the Terminator, right? Why not? Especially the, well, T2, Terminator 2, when he became, when he came back and had to fight Liquid Terminator. 
Um, how about Dr. Evil? I don't think Iceman from Top Gun was a villain. I think it was just more of a jerk. But I loved his arrogance. And if anything, USC is often confused between arrogance and confidence. So, uh, yeah, why not? Why not the Iceman? How about Loki? Was he a good guy? Was he a straight bad guy? Was he a guy you love to hate or a, you hate to love? For me, I'm a huge fan of the movie The Godfather. I would have played the role of Sonny Corleone. So I know what happens to him in the movie. Still, I kind of liked his whole persona, that whole attitude. Let me know in the comments section. Who should USC play in that role of the villain? This is Lincoln Riley. He says, hey, USC needs to embrace it. And we know that when USC is winning and they're kind of walking into other team stadiums and leaving with a with a victory, the the hater aid, it, it that line grows. So it's about time USC starts to embrace that role again, right? Tell me, who should USC be as a villain? Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers, you can bet $5. If you bet $5, you're going to get $200 back in bonus bets, and that's a guarantee. Plus, all customers who bet $5, you're going to get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Hello? Now is literally the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything. From the point spreads to the player prop bets, there's a whole bunch of stuff you can bet on over there at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. The college football season is here and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. Locked On College Football Live will cover the college football college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Live every Friday from 11 a.m., to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. I mentioned at the top of the show uh, that Lincoln Riley wants USC to embrace the role of a villain. He was on the Trojans Live radio show Monday night. And he was also talking about how the team was approaching, uh, how they use their bye week, how they use the week of practice, their off week to practice. He wanted to make sure that the guys weren't just coming up, coming in, punching the clock, doing their job, waiting to leave when the whistle blew. As I said on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC, and my everyday viewers will, you know, they'll remember this. Go check the receipts. Uh, penalties were going to be a huge emphasis, and they needed to be cleaned up. Well, Riley said that's something that. They focused on this bye week. And he also wanted to see um, who was still competing. 
and he's competing for spots on the depth chart. Then the guys are really bringing it. And if you watch the, if, if you got to catch the episode on Trojans Live, you can catch it on YouTube. Um, I, I loved hearing that because it means there's still a lot of hunger with the guys who want more playing time. And these first few games, everybody's been playing. So I think everybody's got a little bit of, got a, you know, tasted a little bit of blood in the water and they like that taste. And now they want to go back and play some more. And you that's exactly what you want. So I almost got the sense that the way Lincoln, Lincoln Riley was describing it, that he almost had to hold guys back during the week so nobody got hurt. And so because we're getting to that part of the season, in fact, we're going to be going nine games straight now without a break. Just had that first bye week. Uh, this is when injuries are... They're going to happen. It's part of the game. It's the nature of the beast. <clears throat> Hopefully nobody incurred any injuries during the bye week, right? I talk about the depth on the roster um, and how, how they acquired that during the offseason via the transfer portal and, and through recruiting. So since we're talking about the depth and the roster and competition and injuries, uh, which position group or groups is literally like one player away from being on thin ice, so to speak? Obviously, USC is pretty solid at quarterback, although you'd hate to be without Caleb Williams, right? You, you would still feel good with Miller Moss, just not as good as if it was Caleb Williams. And then behind, you know, Miller, you've got the rookie Malachi Nelson. Solid. USC absorb uh, an injury there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And same thing at running back. We know that, you know, we, we know what we get with, with Austin Jones and with Darwin Barlow. Marshawn Lloyd, he brings that playmaking ability out of the backfield that complements this USC's offense perfectly. And then you've got behind those guys, the two freshmen, Quentin Joyner and Marion Peterson. Lots of talent, lots of depth. Uh, USC can absorb losing one or two players there. One of the benefits of not having a true number one wide receiver is that this offense can survive just fine if, heaven forbid, one if you know one of the guys goes down a few in the wide receiver room have more you know there's a few guys in that wide receiver room that that probably have more skill and abilities than others and you can pick out your own names but Lincoln Riley's offense can adapt regardless of who's available now as far as the tight ends we we only tend to notice them when they're catching passes and so far, Lake McCree is really the only one who's made any impact so far. I would love to see Jude Wolf catch, you know, make a catch in this game against ASU and give Colorado something to really think about. Ooh, they got two tight ends, huh? Okay. I, I think USC can be okay with or without their tight ends. The tackle spots, though, um, on the offensive line. 
we're okay there. If, if someone goes down, um, because of the versatility, you can move guys around, especially, you know, Mason Murphy. He can play on both sides, left or right. And you've got then you've got guys like uh Jared Kingston who could play tackle as well. Very versatile. But if we wanted to focus in on the offensive side of the ball, it's the interior offensive line. You're already you're already down Gino Quinones. I, I don't know if you can lose another interior offensive line and feel comfortable. Yes, you've got a few, you know, highly regarded freshmen, and you've got Andrew Malek back there who looking to get his opportunity. I just don't know where the coaching staff is with their confidence level. Uh, someone asked a question on the Inside the Trojan Huddle weekly podcast that I do uh, over on WeRSC.com. And someone asked if Justin Dedic, Dedic went down, uh, what would happen? Well, we're knocking on wood that that does not happen. But I think my answer was short term in the game, I think Killian O'Connor is your answer. Long term, I don't, again, I don't know how confident the staff is. Uh, at the backup center, especially with Gino being unavailable for the rest of the year. So I think the long-term answer is you probably move Jonah, the center, and because of the versatility at, at tackle with Mason and with Jared Kingston, you've got pieces you can move around. So I think if we're looking on the offensive side of the ball, interior offensive line is probably an area you can't afford to lose another player. The way Bear Alexander is uh, playing, he's got to be trending towards all-conference, and that probably means all-American. Um, Solomon Bird, Jamil Muhammad, they've settled in. I've talked about these guys already. And because of the, the depth at defensive line at rush end, John Newer and Roy Manning, they're able to rotate guys in. And here, let me put this in a let me put this into perspective. USC doesn't need to wait around for Corey Foreman to make an impact like everyone was hoping for. And everyone still wants to see happen. But because of the depth at defensive line and rush end, this group is a not, they're not, they're just not in any type of danger in case somebody goes down with an injury right now. Now, if two or three guys go down, we'll readdress this question. What about a linebacker, though? So far, I mean, look, USC's been playing with and without Eric Gentry, and the same can be said about Mason Cobb, who's missed the last two games. I'm not sure this position, though, can absorb a full season without at least five guys being available. It was an issue last year, and last year's roster at linebacker, the talent level at linebacker, wasn't nearly as good as it is this year. So as long as Rajon Davis continues to play up to his potential, and Tackett Curtis continues his upward trajectory, then you're not asking Shane Lee and Eric Gentry to have to stay on the field for as, hopefully, not that often if USC's defense is doing their job, because they need to show that they can play a full season healthy. So far, neither have been able to do that. 
zero zero concern at the safety position for me at USC. That's probably the deepest room on the team. That wide receiver, obviously. Cornerback, though, that's another story. The schedule after the Arizona State game, it literally turns into like an NFL quarterback combine. We Everyone knew the schedule was going to be more challenging at the back end. However, you know, USC is going to be facing some pretty good quarterbacks. So these guys need to stay healthy because for as many times as Colorado and Arizona and Notre Dame and Oregon and Washington like to throw the ball, it's going to need to be all hands on deck. Those guys are going to need to stay healthy so you can keep guys rotating in and out. And the better the, the better the job USC's defensive line does, the less stressed everyone will feel about USC's cornerbacks having to be on an island one-on-one by themselves. You get pressure on the quarterback, you're defending on the back end for a shorter amount of time. With that said, let's keep the guys healthy. Last week, um, well, the week before the bye week, Jacoby Covington wasn't available. I'd like to make sure USC has a solid four guys able to rotate at cornerback and then you've got that nickel position that you can move around in and out at corner if necessary. So, you agree, disagree? That That's your bi-week roster competition, what Lincoln Riley was looking for. And it got me thinking, if it was that competitive, hopefully uh, there's no injuries that we're going to find out about before that ASU kickoff, which is at 7.30 p.m., which are horrible, but which is worse, 7.30 p.m. kickoff or a 9 a.m. kickoff? We're going to talk about that next. Trojan fans, you need to stop stressing out trying to get tickets. Download the Game Time app. It's easy. They've got these killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee so you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for all the fun you're going to have. And game time, they've got these deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy. You like going to the theater? Great, you can do that. And they got a whole bunch more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of that difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. It's like literally two taps, boom, you're done. And then the tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So you can, you're, you're not going to have to go digging through your email to find them. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So I'm not sure what sucks more, 7.30 p.m. kickoffs or the dreaded 9 a.m. kickoff 
that USC was literally just announced with when they traveled to take on Colorado and Boulder in two weeks. The last time USC played at 9 a.m. on the West Coast, that was against Arizona State. That was in 2020. That was the COVID season. And because no one was allowed inside the stadium, your only option was to watch it on TV. So nobody cared, right? No big deal. I get it. If you're an East Coast Trojan fan, you're probably doing the happy dance right now. Yay. You don't have to stay up until 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning to see the end of the game. But for the life of me, why in the hell is USC playing Colorado at 9 a.m., 10 a.m. Mountain Time in Colorado? I, I don't care that the big noon kickoff show is, is going to be there. That has nothing to do with a start time for a kickoff. Zero. Nothing. Both ESPN Game Day and the big noon Fox kickoff show was in Boulder, Colorado this past week. Guess what? Colorado kicked off at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. <clears throat> I get it. TV calls the shots. And there's a lot of money involved. But USC had to authorize this. They had to sign off on this. Here is your slate. Here's your Pac-12 slate of TV games for that weekend. Friday, September 29th at 6 p.m., Utah at Oregon State. That's on FS1. Cool. That game was already announced. Here's your Saturday TV games. 9 a.m., USC at Colorado on Fox. 12 p.m., ASU at Cal, Pac-12 Network. 3.30 p.m., Oregon at Stanford, Pac-12 Network. 7 p.m., Washington, Arizona, Pac-12 Network. USC so far has kicked off. First game, 5 p.m., Pac-12 Network. Second game, 3.30 p.m., Pac-12 Network. At least they have fulfilled that obligation. USC probably will not be on the network that nobody gets anymore this year. Last, their third game on Fox, 7.30 against Stanford. Then the bye. Then they're going to be on 7.30 again this Saturday at ASU on Fox. And then their fifth game, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox. Fox is starting to kind of tick me off because they really don't care about anything but themselves. I get it. They're forking out a lot of money. They got to look out for themselves. Bill, I look, when this game is being played on the East Coast and USC is playing in New Jersey against Rutgers, fine. I'm all for these 9 a.m. kickoffs, West, West Coast time. It means it's 12 o'clock the, on the East Coast. Playing this game, USC versus Colorado, at 9 a.m., Pacific Standard Time in the morning is effing stupid. I can't use the real word. So, yeah, I'm getting a rant in early this week. I'll have one on Friday, but I'm, I'm I don't know. I literally, I, I looked ahead. I wanted to see which games were on TV and at what time on Saturday, September 30th. So, here it is at 12 30 on Fox. They're showing Michigan at Nebraska. Why? Who cares? Nebraska is, they're bad. 
They don't have a quarterback. Michigan will win this game easily. At 12.30 on ABC, Kansas is at Texas. Okay, I, I can I can deal with that one. At 1 o'clock on ESPN2, Boise State at Memphis. I guess Boise and Memphis will be tuning in. At 3 p.m. on ESPN, LSU at Ole Miss. At 4 o'clock on FS1, Iowa State at Oklahoma. At 4.30 on ABC, Notre Dame at Duke. At 6 p.m. on ESPN, Alabama at Mississippi State. Tell me again why ABC, ESPN did not take the 12.30 or the 6 p.m. slot for USC Colorado. And who at USC said, yeah, let's do this. Because USC had to authorize this. They had to sign off on this. So who talked them into, oh, you're going to get great exposure. Fox's, you know, ESPN, or Fox's big noon kickoff show is going to be there. Who cares? That has nothing to do with the time of the kickoff of the game, as I've already shown you. But hey, you know, one of these days, I'm sure USC will play a, at a normal time on a normal station that most of the country gets to watch. I actually sent a message in to USC, hoping to get a response of, you know, what the options were for USC TV times this week or that week, September 30th. I haven't heard back. If I do, I'll give you guys an update. But uh, yeah, I had to get that off my chest. Sorry. 9 a.m. kickoff, West Coast time. Dumb, lame. I don't get it. Someone explain it to me. Use crayons. Pretend I'm stupid. It's not a hard pretend. All right, there it is. I'll be back with another episode of Locked on USC tomorrow because we do five times a week, Monday through Friday. So until then, everyone, you know what to do.